Hey everyone, before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to let you know that I created a new fun little resource for you. If you've been here before, you know that I love creating stuff in Canva and I also love reading and listening to books. And what I created is my ultimate guide to my top four books related to creativity and healing that I wish I would have read in grad school. So I called it the Innovative Therapist Book Guide. It's totally free. It's going to guide you through my top four books. I bet maybe one you'll be expecting, but I bet some of the other ones you'll be pretty surprised about. So uh, yeah, I'd love to hear what your guesses were and what you ended up thinking of my top four books that I'd recommend you read. If you want to think outside the box, think innovatively about human relationships and how we can heal ourselves and heal the world. So grab it for free at drhondorp.com forward slash books. That's D-R-H-O-N-D-O-R-P.com forward slash books. And I can't wait to hear what you think. All right, let's dive into the episode. Hi, this is Dr. Sean Hondorp, clinical psychologist and health behavior expert. And this is the Motivation Made Easy podcast. Each week, I'll be bringing you science-backed information, strategies, and inspiration to master your relationship with food so that you can feel in control of your habits, respect your body, and free your mind to focus on the things in life that truly matter. I'm a clinical psychologist, and I've had years of experience doing research and patient care in the field of weight management and eating disorders. So I've had the insider view on understanding what works and what we're getting very, very wrong. In this podcast, you'll find practical information and tips based on motivation science, interviews from experts, and stories from real people and how they've navigated their relationship with food. My goal is to empower you with information, inspire you to make changes that fit you, and feel 100% supported along the way. So settle in and make yourself comfortable and get excited to learn and take action for a better, healthier, more energized life. Also, if you are a therapist, dietitian, or helping professional and you work with people with disordered eating or who are struggling with eating and weight concerns, uh, I have a free tool for you that I had way too much fun developing. So I, I developed this after a workshop we did recently. And um, to be honest, I don't exactly know how many people listen to this podcast that are professionals versus individuals. So uh, I'll be excited to, if you are a professional listening to this podcast, feel free to shoot me an email or say hello. Um, But if you're someone who you've been working with a client and maybe a client says something like, I really like intuitive eating, but I ultimately really want to lose weight, or in your opinion, they just, they have a hard time not focusing on weight loss and you notice it kind of gets in the way of them doing what they want to do or getting in touch with their body. And as a professional, you're not necessarily sure the best ways to guide them because maybe you understand why they want to lose weight, but you're also, um, you want the best for them and you want them to build up their own self-trust, but you're not sure what to do. You might empathize with them. You might tell them the science about dieting and weight loss and um, trying to convince them to not to diet. But ultimately, you might feel a little bit stuck. So how can you help them explore what's right for them 
without imposing your own agenda, which tends to backfire. So I created this free step-by-step -step guide to walk you through my number one favorite exercise. This is based on internal family systems theory, my favorite thing, um, and it helps you help your clients navigate this nuanced dynamic with the different parts of them that still want to lose weight. So as a professional, it's my favorite way to help clients build trust while also taking the pressure off of me as a professional to know the exact right advice to give or say. So it's a really great tool. It's a win-win. You can grab it for free and exactly how to do it at drhondorp.com forward slash parts, P-A-R-T-S. So grab it for free today at drhondorp.com forward slash parts. And if you use it with a client, make sure you email me and let me know. All right. And just as a reminder, this podcast is for educational and informational purposes only and should never be construed as any form of professional advice. If you need a professional to guide you, please, please get one. All right, everyone, let's dive in. All right. So welcome back to the Motivation Made Easy podcast. I'm here again with Taylor. So glad to have you here, Taylor, to have this really important discussion uh, today, we're going to be talking about why inclusivity is essential for wellness and how to infuse it into your services or your community or something that you're doing in a sustainable way. And really, this episode is kind of me sharing my process and me sharing more openly about the things that I've done and, frankly, the ways that I've missed the mark with regards to inclusivity, but kind of my continued plan for continuing to learn and grow in this area. And I think the final thing that pushed me to do this episode was um, I took most of Juneteenth off from client work and I kind of blocked some time to listen to some podcasts, you know, just to do some more learning in this area. It's tempting to stay silent on these topics because I don't think I'm ever going to feel expert on topics of inclusivity, especially when I have so many privileges myself where I don't have to worry about inclusivity. But I think it is important in addition to bringing on experts to also share my perspective and, and share what I, I try to do so that anyone who's maybe wanting to learn and grow alongside of me can consider some of those ideas. So we're going to talk about that today. A couple um, things that I just want to highlight is that I really, is when we think about learning and growing in the area of inclusivity, for me, I wish it was a longer journey, but it's really been the past like three-ish years um, since George Floyd's murder. I would say, you know, myself and many other people became more aware of some really problematic relations with regards to race in our country and just kind of highlighted how far we had to go. And so I was sort of on that bandwagon, if you will, and I'm trying to kind of keep that momentum going in terms of learning and growing in these areas. And so the more I learn and think about how this applies to what we know about motivation, inclusivity and emotional safety are some of the most important things when it comes to true health and well-being. You know, we talk often on this podcast about those three key psychological needs autonomy, competence, and relatedness. And so think about relatedness and a sense of belonging. We can't have that sense of belonging without inclusive spaces and emotional safety. And just real quick before we dive in, just want to define what I mean by inclusivity. 
this would be, you know, creating spaces that don't discriminate based on anything, really. Everyone's welcome. So not discriminating based on race, ethnicity, sex, gender identity, sexual orientation, weight and body size, which, you know, that one, I think we talk probably the most about this on this podcast. Also ability and, and there's others too. There's, this is not an exhaustive list, but I'm going to invite you Taylor to join the conversation. I know I talked a little bit about the, you know, why I want to have this episode, but I'm, I'm just glad to have you here with me to have this important conversation. Yeah, I am as well. Right before we hit record, we were just talking about how I am just wanting to be very mindful during this conversation because I acknowledge my privilege as well and just give this conversation the respect it deserves. And I have a lot to learn still. So I'm excited to have this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for being here. Yeah. So why did you want to have this episode? Yeah, so it's tempting to stay silent about this topic because, again, I don't feel expert. Um, And also, especially early on in learning about this topic, I had a whole bunch of shame about how I've missed a mark in the past. And me staying in my silence and shame doesn't serve anyone. So my goal in this episode is to, like I said, share my process as a cisgender white woman with, you know, size and other privileges as well. And I, I kind of gave some thought, too, about whether I really should have a solo episode about this, even though, Taylor, you're here, so not, it's not solo anymore, versus just being more mindful and bringing on more experts with diverse views and experiences. And I decided that a both and was sort of the most ideal solution, because I think I, I could be wrong on this, but I think one thing that I have heard from other people, particularly people of color, or other marginalized backgrounds is sort of this idea of like, sometimes well, you know, seemingly well-intentioned white women perhaps will say like, I really want to work on improving systemic racism and then aren't willing to do a lot of the work themselves. And I probably have fallen into that category of like, hey, come on and teach me and I'll just like sit here and listen. And I think well, I love having people on and having them teach me stuff on this podcast. It's literally my favorite thing. Um, I think being willing to sit down and do my own work is really important too, and not just relying on others to do the work for me, <laughs> because it's a privilege to choose not to do this work. And it's a privilege to be able to choose to do this work. Um, so this episode is kind of me sharing what I've done for the past like three-ish years to work on improving my knowledge in this area. Mm-hmm. Why is inclusivity so important for wellness? And why is this topic important for individuals, but especially professionals? Yeah. So again, this sense of belonging and emotional safety, we already touched on. Um, It's everything. And I think when it comes to health, we talk a lot on this podcast about how we over-focus on food and exercise uh, and certainly body size. And we under focus on, I've always said sleep, stress, and social relationships. But if we think about like, what are the most basic needs? The most basic needs are probably sleep, food, and connection, right? Like without those three things, we die. And connection, you might be like, connection, you don't need connection to survive. And yet we absolutely do. We are pack animals. There's a reason why social rejection is more than just a an emotional hurt. It is 
a physical threat to our safety. And so when we have groups that were pushing to the outskirts, it's a huge threat on their emotional safety and um, a huge threat on their health. And that's why, you know, there's so much talk about weight bias and weight stigma and how it's deadly. And we've talked on, on the podcast about that, but we also have to look at the other ways that people are marginalized. So as professionals, whether we like it or not, we are leaders. We're influencing many people, whether it's our one-on-one clients, any community we might have, any social media presence, and even just other people in our life. And if we don't do this work, we will likely do harm. And unfortunately, we will probably do harm regardless, but the goal is to do less harm. And I think that's sometimes hard to hear. <laughs> um, I heard that as a, in a talk, you know, several, somewhere in the past three years, I went to a talk where a lot of people were, you know, as a panel discussion, um, many believe mostly women of color. And I was like, yeah, you're probably going to accidentally do harm. Just being able to like take that in and know we don't need to be perfect. But if we want to do less harm, we should probably, we should work on this. Mm-hmm. How do you learn and grow in this area? How do you hold yourself accountable? Yeah, so I'm someone who benefits from a lot of accountability, which is I'm learning not necessarily everyone's personality. Some people can like just be like, I'm going to do it and then they do it. But I've done a couple of things. Um, one, I was in a group practice. That's great. Mind Body Health. They talk about them. Sapna has been on the podcast a number of times. So her practice has a social justice book. It actually shifted more towards a podcast club because it's just easier to listen to a podcast. And um, we've touched on a lot of different areas um, related to social justice. So that's wonderful that they let me still participate in that, even though I'm not in the practice. And so that's about once a month. So that'll hold me accountable to listening and then going to a really wonderful, safe group discussion about it. So that's been great for me. Also, I have my own individual Google documents. I am a big fan of Google documents, as you already know, Taylor. <laughs> um, so this is my other way that I've tried to hold myself accountable, but I will totally admit I, I'd have to look back. I created it in 2020. I stopped updating it last summer. I, what I would do with this Google document is I would sort of check in once a month with myself and I would write down the things that I'd done in the month things I had watched, listened to, read, and some of the things I had learned and sort of brief reflections and the things that I wanted to work on. And so it's really just an ongoing like date and like a little bullet point each month. And I was doing it for a while. And literally, if you want to know the logistics of how I do it, I just like, I actually did it last night when I was prepping for this episode. So I wrote down what I've been doing in the past month, give or take, um, and some of the books that I found helpful also so I could pull them for this episode for recording this July 6th. So August 6th, I put a Google calendar alert and I just said, okay, check in. And every month I just redo that. But sometimes if you're like me, you fall off and I'm not beating myself up about that. But like, yeah, this has continued to be something important to me. So those are the two main ways I do it. And this year I took Juneteenth off. Yeah, just the continuous work. Yeah, it's it's not a sprint, right? And I think it's easy to get momentum and some, I don't, enthusiasm is not the right word, right? But like, it can be, I guess, enthusiasm because it's so important. But I think also it can be 
for me early on, it was very shame induced <laughs> and probably fear induced. If I'm being honest, like, ah, I need to know this, if I'm going to be a business owner and I'm going to be having a podcast, I don't think I have talked much about this journey until now on the podcast. So that's why we're here. What are some of your favorite books on this topic? I have a number of books that I like, but I'm choosing two to recommend because a lot can be more overwhelming. I loved, I'm a little biased because I always love my podcast guests and I had um, Dahlia Kinsey on my podcast. And so I think we will link to that episode, but Dahlia wrote a book called Decolonizing Wellness, a QT BIPOC centered guide to escaping the diet trap, healing your self image and achieve body liberation. And so we'll have that linked in the show notes. I loved this book because it really, even though I kind of said this on the podcast when I talked to Dahlia of it wasn't written for me, but I think as a professional, it actually, first of all, there was like helpful tips that were relevant to me too. Um, And actually Dahlia had a quote on the podcast that was when you queer anything, it becomes more inclusive. And it just felt accurate to me when I was reading this book. Like it was sort of just like when we create room for everyone, it's just warmer, more inviting for everyone. I don't know if I'm really describing that that well, but it's a very good book. And I think as a professional, it's if you're interested in learning more about this topic, this book can help to just illuminate and highlight some things that you may not have considered. I have a not great memory for all the details of the book, but I do know, especially in the podcast episode, Dahlia just shares some experiences that really kind of guided Dolly's experience with dietitian training and things like that and just assumptions about the food culture and habits of black Americans how it's very varied based on a lot of things and just because you can't lump people in a category and study their food habits and and often that does happen in research so as much as I love science and research we have to be able to look at how so much of it is based on flawed assumptions that aren't are just not accurate that podcast and, and the book touches on that too, as, as far as I recall, but it was a very good book. So that's one that I would start with. If I was wanting to know more about this topic, I really would start there. That's specific to wellness and health. The second one is I'm still here, black dignity in a world made for whiteness by Austin Channing Brown. I listened to this book and I just, I found it very like an easy read. Some of the other books that I read or and didn't recommend here is not because they weren't good, but they're just like very dense. Do you have any favorite podcasts on this topic as well? I do. Yes. So the Dahlia Kinsey episode will link was a great one. That's on mine. But then Dahlia also has a wonderful podcast that I've learned a ton from, and that's specific to the body liberation space. And that podcast is called Body Liberation for All. And that one, Dahlia is down to doing monthly episodes, but there's like a huge backlog of wonderful episodes there. On that podcast is where I learned about, I forget the name. The episode I'd recommend on Body Liberation for All is titled Helping White Women to Uproot Systemic Racism. There was two guests that really are doing this work and they've written a book and they have their own podcast. I haven't listened to that one yet. It's on my list. It's called Dear White Women. 
And it's, I think, a great place to start learning as well. So I would highly recommend all of those resources. Final one, if you're just needing more, is um, Dr. Clint Smith on Brene Brown's podcast talked about the book. He wrote How the Word is Passed. This is also not specific to wellness, but I found it a very moving episode. And it's really about history and how history is interpreted. And uh, I just thought it was very good. So I want to share that one too. Thank you. What else would you like people to know about this topic? What parts of them might show up to resist doing this work? Yeah, so there's probably a lot of parts that might show up that might make you want to resist this work. And I think that's very normal. So I want people to know that if this topic makes you uncomfortable, if it makes you feel shame like it did for me, you will likely, if you have a shame part, I think my shame part was more of a exiled part that internalized shame that I didn't know more, that I haven't done better. Uh, we have these other protective parts that can come up and try to have us not feel the shame. And so ironically, it might seem like a shame part and a self-critic part are the same, but at least for me and my system, my self-critic will sort of show up and, and criticize me and it's a lot less active than it used to be. So that's good. But yeah, you might have a lot of criticism as you're learning some painful stuff that other people go through or went through and like, how, how have I not done better? How have I, you know, just, and how am I just learning about this? Also, I think angry part, I've had angry parts that are like, how am I just learning about this now? Um, some of the things like even just in that, how the word is passed book, you're like, what? <laughs> like this, I, I'm sorry. Like, is that really true? So just knowing, and I think normalizing, that's what I love about IFS is it's very normalizing and non-pathologizing. I'm like, yeah, of course, of course you have those parts. And if you can help those parts step back, you can do this deeper healing work for yourself, first of all, to maybe unburden parts of you that feel shame and say like, yeah, you didn't know what you didn't know, right? And it's having some compassion for yourself and saying like, a lot of our systems weren't set up to put this information in front of you. And so, yeah, was it maybe some avoidance of pain that you didn't choose to turn towards this early in your life? Yeah, maybe. And maybe at that point in time, you weren't quite ready to, and and that's okay. So having that more compassionate view of yourself can make this work easier. And some of this work's just really sad. I've listened to that Dr. Clint Smith episode twice, and I just you know, can you just let your emotions come up that come up? It's not even necessarily, I don't even know. It's not like, you know how some podcasts like make you cry. Like it's not necessarily that, but I think if it strikes you in the way that it strikes you, like just allowing yourself to feel that. And if you're like many of us, you were taught like you're too sensitive or you're feeling too much or you have too much empathy and being like, no, you don't have too much empathy. Like it's, it's a very valid feeling and to just like, let that be there, but not necessarily internalizing the shame because that doesn't serve anyone. Mm -hmm. The other one that I want to mention that I feel like is just worth mentioning is this idea of 
savior part, which I even hesitate to say out loud because I feel like it's such a controversial term. But I think this idea that we can learn about these topics and we can try to do better and better. And you're not like the savior. (laughs) Like you're not, it's not your job to save everyone from this pain, but you can show up with curiosity and listen and, and get maybe courageous and thinking about like, how can I better what I'm doing? How can I be really mindful, but not putting your identity and needing to either do it perfectly, but also needing to, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to think of, I probably have had this part come up. I'm sure I have. I haven't like recently felt that way. So I'm, I'm not thinking of a great example of it, but basically needing to come in and be like the white knight of like, I got this. And and I think trying not to center yourself too much, which is sometimes I struggle with that. Even having this episode, I'm like, I hope no one thinks like, oh, Sean thinks her opinions about this are so important because I, I really don't. It's just, this is my process. And I think holding these things too much shame and silence can be problematic too. Cause I have been doing some of this work and I'm not looking for accolades by any means. The other piece I'll say too, I've had like, overworking, anxious parts, this is more like the, ah, there's so much I need to learn. I have to do it all right now. (laughs) Like, and I think that's the piece for me that's felt nice of having this pace of like, no, no, it's not a race. (laughs) Just make sure that it doesn't fall off your radar because it's really easy to fall off your radar because it's tempting to avoid these topics Mm -hmm. because I am someone who does feel pretty deeply and it's tempting to be like, I mean, I'm someone who avoids the news, which I actually am okay with, but, but maybe this pain is worth turning towards. So I think they definitely overlap. I know I feel like a fear part and that can turn into avoidance. Like even before starting this podcast, I was like, I feel like I'm not educated enough to speak about this. I don't want to say something wrong. But in reality, I'm never going to be educated enough because of my privilege and I'm not in that space. So they definitely overlap and it brings shame for not knowing or not speaking about it. But yeah. 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 I mean, thank you for sharing that because of course, and we're on somewhere on this journey, (laughs) somewhere on a continuum and we always will be. And by acknowledging and giving voice to that fear part of the shame parts, you're just saying, yeah, they're welcome too. They're part of this process too. And I'm, I'm okay today with the knowledge I have today and I can continue to learn and grow. Yeah. What else can we do to work on this? Well, I do have a thought about that, but I just remembered that I forgot who I call my internet friend. (laughs) Dr. Adia Gooden, who I've only met on the internet, just came out with a book that I meant to add to this and I forgot. I have not read this book. It came in the mail last week, but it is, I'm showing you, no, <laughs> I'm showing you, Taylor, no, no one can see it. I can just read the title. The title is Promoting Black Women's Mental Health, What Practitioners Should Know and Do. And it is, authors are Donna Baptiste and Adia Gooden. And I, um, We'll be diving into that. So we'll link that one in the show notes too. But coming back to um, what else people can do to work on this, I think it's really about knowing yourself and knowing, I actually 
I don't think I've talked about it on this podcast, but I somewhat recently took the free quiz that's the four tendency quiz and learned about myself that I'm an obliger, which means I really benefit from those external accountability to do things. There are things I want to do, but having something, even if it is simple as like having something on my own Google calendar, that really helps me. But if you're someone who also really benefits from external accountability from other people, seeing if you don't have some people in your life that want to, you know, start to listen or do a book club or something and dive into these topics. You can also make sure that you are on our email list to learn when we have new workshops coming up. And also we have some fun community membership opportunities coming up in the near future. Inclusivity is essential to wellness. So these topics will continue to be talked about and processed in the community space that we're always working to create that emotional safety and feeling like we can learn and grow where we're not afraid of doing it wrong and we're not afraid we know we don't have to be perfect. So if you're interested in that, make sure that you go to drhondorp.com forward slash workshop or just make sure you're on our email list so you will know when we launch any new opportunities for that. So all right. Oh, yeah. So that's what I have for this topic. Thanks for being here and discussing it with me. Thank you. And before we finish today's episode, I have a really quick message from a special guest, my daughter. Please review from my mom's podcast. Make something from my mom's podcast, please. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in today. Your time is valuable, and it means so much to me that you're here. Despite the title of this podcast, many of our topics are not always easy. Change is hard, and let's face it, life and truly looking inward at ourselves can be uncomfortable. That's why I'm grateful. Grateful for you and your willingness to listen, learn, and keep an open mind. I invite you to learn more by going to drshawnhondorp.com or finding me on Instagram at psychology.of.wellness. If you're enjoying this podcast, it would be amazing if you could give it a review so more people can find it. Thanks, and I truly hope you have an energetic and inspired day.